The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Robin, so excited to have you here. (laughs) I mean, I was messaging with my friend the other day, Jolene, who said to me just something that stuck with me. What she said was, everything's okay, but nothing's okay. And I think there's this, it's just a good way to describe what's going on right now, especially for parents. And this isn't about where you stand on COVID or COVID vaccines. It's just really about life as a parent right now, or a teacher or a worker or really anyone where we're just a human, right? We're just pushed to our brink, I think, and just burnt out and feel like we're kind of on this never ending roller coaster or loop. And we're forced to make these impossible decisions that look different for every family. And we're just, we're just struggling. So what we really want to talk about is how do we cope in this just unprecedented territory, right? This complete world of uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're all feeling that. And even as a mental health professional, you know, I think I'm on this podcast today as a human because I'm going through it too, you know, and, and since this pandemic started, I feel like I've been going kind of white knuckling it with my clients. Like, Hey, I tried this. How about you try it? Let's see how it goes. Right. And I I guess if we just come right out the gate with tools, I mean, the, message that I live by is just next kindest choice to self. And we have, you know, already so much pressure as parents. And, you know, I just like the Pinterest world we live in and, and the, you know, Instagram world of everything looking really great. And kind of what you were saying before, both can be true. It can really be like, feel like it's a mess. And yet there's things that we can be grateful for too. Right. But I think the most important piece now is like, how do we take the pressure off? Because I always say the pressure is coming from inside the house, meaning like inside of yourself, we're the one that's adjusts that lever. And sometimes we have to be like, I can't unload the dishwasher today. Or like I'm getting my kids pair of sweatpants out of the dirty laundry, which like, it just makes me cringe sometimes in my own life, but it's like the best I have, right? So (laughs) all of our bandwidths have been compromised by this. And I think our bandwidth can change from minute to minute. What I know as a mental health professional and as a mom is that you you cannot bargain with your bandwidth, right? So we just, we have to have realistic expectations with ourselves. And and, and normally I think it takes like a pause, right? Like we'll get, so Mm -hmm. we're just, normally my kid goes to school. Normally this is what, what happened or what happens. And what there's a saying, what we resist persists. So we end up putting so much energy into the resistance. Like it can happen. It happened to me at the mall the other day. I haven't even been to the mall in like a while. And half of the stores in the mall were closed. And I was like, what kind of world is this? Like, <laughs> I got to go to the store at 4 p.m. and it's closed. And I was just like, well, it's the world we live in right now, right? Like I yeah. other options, I can online shop and I cannot have as much access as I did to things before. 
And I can be angry about that, but I think it's the reality that we live in. So I, I think that if we can preserve our energy from resisting what's here or how it used to be and really just check in with ourselves as like, okay, this is the bandwidth I have today. What's the next kind of choice for me? Because as parents, we're the top of the food chain, right? If there's toxicity in us, it's bleeding out into the home environment. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So many things you just said resonated, <laughs> especially like we're the parents and it, it does bleed out. And there's been so many days where I have to just like either go to Tyler and be like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry because that came out sideways at you or my kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jess, you said this the other day, but you know, when 2020 started, we were like, all right, we can do this. We can do this. And then it's just been this roller coaster of like, all right, it's going to end. It's going to, nope, we're keeping going. We're, we're still on this roller coaster and we really are. And, and I think I keep looking back, like how things used to be. And I need to stop doing that because it's really making my expectations way too high of the present moment. And I'm like, it, it just makes things way worse. Totally. And I was thinking when, when you were just saying that Haley and Robin, when you were talking of just like, there's maybe acceptance could be a really powerful tool for where we are right now, because I do feel like we're so desperate for life to go back and we're so desperate for the help, right? Like all I want to do is just send Bryce somewhere. Can you go to school? Can you have a babysitter? Can you have daycare? Like literally anything. Can I just have an hour or two hours. But sometimes when I feel like we're looking at it that way in that desperation of going backwards that we're resisting and like that resistance, then yeah, maybe, maybe it is about acceptance. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, and you kind of go above that and go, I, I just need a break. Maybe it doesn't have to be the way that it used to be or traditional or ideal, but I just need a break. How can I implement a break? now, right? And we all need a break. Mm -hmm. That that's fair as a parent. And when you bring up the the word acceptance, right? That's a hard, it's it's like, oh yeah, no, that sounds great, but how in the heck do I do that? Right. And for me on my side of the fence, helping people walk through this, you know, acceptance is a process. And I think that what we're all going through collectively and individually is we're going through grief and we're going through powerlessness. Both of those are really hard feelings to manage and tolerate, right? So if we're talking about acceptance, if you look at the five stages of grief, one is denial, the first stage, then anger, then bargaining, then depression, then acceptance. So we really do have to walk through going to the mall and just pitching a fit or wishing it was like it used to be, you know, being in denial about it. And we walk through these stages and and that depression stage can sound scary. I think what it is, is where we finally go, there's nothing I can do about this and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And I'm grieving the way it used to be because that was important to me. And then we walk into acceptance, right? So those stages of grief, I wish so much that I could help speed that up for people, but you can't. It's, It's a process of healing. And I think what's really hard, like you were mentioning in the beginning, is that we go, oh, okay, and now I'm in acceptance. And then it's boom, Omicron. <laughs> You're like, great. Oh, <laughs> All over so again. true. But I just think I'm run down and it's gotten to the point where I'm like, 
I will do anything. Like here's your iPad, which they only get on airplanes. Here is here. Any snack that you want here, just take it. Usually we're very structured in like the times of days we give snacks. And I'm just at this point where I'm like, I'm not going to be that the parent that I hope to be all the time and just trying to accept that too. And just kind of giving it up being like, all right. And that's been, I guess that's been an adjustment right now for sure. We're just in that survival mode. Survival mode. It's, it's fair to buy the, you know, by the skin of your teeth, right? Like we're, I think we're all in survival mode and it really does come back to that next kind of choice. Like this isn't forever. Mm. This is now, I mean, I have an 11 year old, so I can tell you guys, cause I know your kids are younger than me that like some of the times where I was like, I can't believe I did that. He doesn't remember. He doesn't remember <laughs> like remember that time we went to Florida and I sat on my iPad all dinner. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't remember that. Those aren't the things that stick in your mind. Right. So I think it's just, again, coming back to that pressure that we put on ourselves that we want to be, you know, we want to be the best mom we can be all the time. But I think it's just being honest sometimes is the best we can do. Like I just am tired. I don't have it in me. Asking for help is also a hard thing sometimes for us. And I think there's some component of what's going on right now is that kids are so resilient, more resilient than us. And I think that we are enough for our kids and we have to remember that. And we have to remember that we're a good parent if we're doing unlimited snacks. We're a good parent if we're just putting our kids in front of the screen time, because the way that sometimes you can be a really good parent is to recognize when you're just at your wits end and doing whatever it takes to give yourself that moment or whatever you can to just collect yourself to whatever degree that looks like so that we can move forward. And I think there's there's a lot of grieving over what should be, right? You have a kid and you think mommy and me in person is going to be how it is. And then it could be Omicron or I'm going, you know, gosh, I, I mean, I could, I could go down the list, but I think letting go of those expectations and really believing you're not a bad parent. If you're putting your kid in front of a screen right now, you're a good parent. You're, you're taking a moment for yourself to regroup for your kids. And that the most important thing is that our kids watch us get through this. And I think that the stress does trickle down and that our kids feel that. And I think the more that we can do for ourselves, no matter what that looks like, no matter how much screen time you put on or whatever, I think in the end that helps our kids right now. All right, let's take another quick break to talk about one skin. You guys know, we're always looking for skincare products to keep our skin youthful and healthy because with pregnancy, postpartum, and now juggling three kids, my skin could definitely use some love. So we're excited to tell you about one skin because it's pretty cool. They harness the science of aging to develop products that extend the length of time that the skin is healthy and youthful. And because you're a listener of the show, you get an amazing discount. OneSkin's topical daily moisturizer is perfection. It's powered by their proprietary peptide, OS1, which is the first peptide scientifically proven to reduce the biological age of skin. I've been using it for a couple months now and have noticed the biggest change in my skin. My skin's more hydrated and silky smooth and more firm, and it just feels more glowy overall. And the coolest part is it's not a quick fix. When you routinely use it two times a day, it actually brings long-term change deep into your skin. 
The ingredients are amazing, which is so important to us. They're clean, vegan, thoughtfully selected, and it's such a simple routine, which you know we need to be consistent with any regimen. OS1 is designed to be an all-in-one solution, and the experts behind the brand are women, which is amazing because they just get it and know what we need. So join us, get yourself one skin for healthy and youthful skin. Visit oneskin.co slash living and use code living for 15% off your first purchase. The code applies to one-time purchases and the first order of subscription purchases. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O slash living and use code living for 15% off your first purchase. We clearly all deserve a little self-care right now. Now let's get back to this incredible conversation. I think the mantra like self-neglect never helped anybody. You know, it doesn't help your kids. It doesn't help you. And sometimes we do need to take a little bit more space to restore, right? Like, and even if it means like a nap while they're on a screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other morning, Olivia woke up at 6.30 and usually at 7.30, they wake up with their hatch light, turns on and that's how they know they can get up. So it was 6.30 and she was like up and just not listening, not going back to bed. And usually I go through all the motions of all the things that I'm supposed to say, and like talking about her hatch light. And this time I was just like, Olivia, I really need you to go back to bed because if mom doesn't get this quiet time by myself, which quiet time could mean me taking a shower or journal or maybe a little workout or even just scrolling Instagram. Like if I don't get this time, I'm not going to be very nice today. I'm (laughs) not going to be my best self. And she's like, oh, (laughs) she just went back to bed. And I was like, okay, maybe just that honesty. I just need to be vulnerable with her and tell her I need this time. And it helped. Totally. I mean, the things I've said to Bryce in the past (laughs) couple months, I'm just like, buddy, you just got to do it. Mommy's walking out right now. You you just got to figure it out. This is just, this is just happening. I don't know how you are surviving. You, uh, I'm so amazed by you. It has been two years, right? Two years today, guys. Today, since I'm going to get emotional. I think that it's this really weird thing happening that I think everyone's feeling to some degree, which is, okay, so when I was diagnosed, it was like, okay, life's going to change. But then the pandemic hit and it was like, whoa, now life is going to change in a different way. And I think that it all felt temporary. Like it all felt really temporary. So it was kind of just like going into survival mode temporarily. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, wait a minute, it's 2022. Like, have I taken a picture with him? Has he gone to a park in two years? No. And so there's this moment where it's kind of like that, I guess that acceptance of it's a different world right now. I think there's something to be said about community. Like there's something about having grace for everyone's circumstance. No two circumstances right now are the same and no two choices are the same. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that we have to do this together. This isn't individual. Like we got to do this together. Mm-hmm. One thing that's helped me is just good old gratitude. Good old gratitude. It's yeah, so like, powerful. It, it seems like such a cliche to, to say, but it really, you know, you you can't control what you think and feel, but you can control what you do with what you think and feel, right? So we can shift our perspective. And I know that like one day 
I was on Zoom and I'm on Zoom a majority of the day on my client calls and have a ring light in my face and Zoom was giving me problems. And I was like, ah, Zoom, like, and I'm just, you know, complaining about Zoom. And then I, and then this voice came in that was like, what would we do without Zoom during this? What, what, how much gratitude do I have that we had this ability to connect Yeah, during this yeah. time, right? So I, I was presented with both of these perspectives and one made me suffer a whole lot more than the other. So I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose gratitude, even though Zoom has kicked me out of here 10 times in the last hour or whatever. <laughs> you know, but I think that like in powerlessness, because sometimes we are legitimately powerless. And I know, Jess, you know that, right? Just in the last two years. But I think sometimes all we're left with in powerlessness is gratitude 100%. and trust in something, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we're when we're in anxiety, it, it does mean like we're in something that we're powerless in and we're, we've lost trust. So if we if we stay in the distrust, we usually get into what's called hypervigilance. So we alter what we're doing to try to control the outcome. But we can see here that the finish line of this pandemic keeps moving. We can't control the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, a, a big technique is, is trusting that God has a bigger plan or whatever your belief system is, the universe, higher power, that somehow I'm being protected and held and that I, that I don't have control. So a lot of times I, I just lean into like, prayer, giving it over to God, giving it over to a higher power, because I can't control. I'm not in control. Completely. But I think there's so much control that you feel when you do go to that place, right? Like it's not the control that we're looking for, but it's the control that actually makes us feel more at peace. Mm -hmm. And when people say gratitude, sometimes it's like, what does that even, what does that even mean when you're feeling so shitty? What does gratitude look like? Or when you're feeling so pessimistic or frustrated by the circumstances, it means anything. Like gratitude can be over the smallest things. Like I'm so grateful that I could fit a water bottle today. Like I'm so grateful that I could wait, be there when my son woke up. Like very, very little things. It does not have to be the gratitude that we sometimes think of these big things. It can be something really little and it's really powerful. It really just our perspective on everything. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our absolute favorite baby and kid foods, Once Upon a Farm. By now, you know, we're just straight up obsessed with them. Once Upon a Farm is the leading baby food and kid snack company offering organic cold pressed fruit and veggie blends, dairy-free smoothies, overnight oats, meals, and more. Once Upon a Farm products are made with whole organic farm fresh ingredients and no added sugars, concentrates, or anything artificial, which you know is so important to us. Their new immunity blends are made with nutrition-packed fruits and veggies like elderberry and dragon fruit and added probiotics to help support your little ones for this chilly season or any reason. Plus, they taste delicious. We're all needing these right now. And their immunity blends are clean label project certified, meaning they've been third-party tested for over 400 environmental and industrial toxins, including heavy metals. Bryce is loving all the immunity blends and I've been talking about it, but the mango banana spirulina blend is just amazing. I definitely take some spoonfuls myself. We ordered a custom assortment and cannot tell you how nice it is to just have them delivered to us without having to think about it at all. And just having easy and organic grab and go options is always key for us. 
Their subscription offering is fully customizable, so you can pick and choose from their wide variety of blends or meals and switch it up before every delivery. It's truly from farm to the fridge, convenience without compromise. Get started today and enjoy an additional 30% off your first subscription order. Use code living at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com. You and your family will love them. Now let's get back to our conversation with Robin. Robin, you said something that I just really, I really just want to know what it means because I think it's just so profound. You said your next kindest choice. What does that mean? Yeah, I think that, you know, we, especially as parents and and just as human beings, we do have to prioritize our emotional well-being. Similar to what we were saying earlier, if you don't prioritize your emotional well-being and you're not okay, it will come out sideways in your life, Right. So the next kind of choice just means it it means something different in every moment. But those moments where, you know, I'm kind of moving my hands right now, where like the anxiety comes up and it's like, I don't I don't know which choice. I I usually just breathe and I say, what's the next kind of choice for me? And sometimes like we don't have to blanketly make things bad like technology and kids is not blanketly bad. Scrolling on Instagram is not blanketly bad. Right. But sometimes the next kind of choice is like, I need a mindless activity for the five minute break that I have. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that too. What are, if you can just throw out some ideas for everybody, just ways that we can take care of ourselves, little and big. Yeah. I want to first start with thoughts because I think it's maybe the bigger piece here, because I can say, I can tell you guys, deep breathing, regulate your nervous system, all of that stuff helps. Right. And we can, we can talk about that too. But when, when I look at anxiety, which sometimes can lead to panic, right. And I don't know if if any of you guys have ever had a panic attack, but there's lots of studies that show that the only way to really calm someone who's in, in a panic situation or panic attack is by their internal dialogue, which means that we're not, I can't help someone else because the story they're telling themselves in their brain is what's fueling the panic and anxiety. So one thing that I see with people that are experiencing anxiety is something that's called mental time traveling. And we even talked about it a little bit today, like when the pandemic's over or, oh my gosh, what if it never ends, right? We, what happens is it's, it's our, it's our way of protecting ourselves where we go to prepare, right? We go in the future so that we can prepare ourselves for what's coming. But the problem is that, that the stories are scary, Mm -hmm. right? We're never like, oh, this is most of the time we're like, oh, that this is all going to work out. And I'm actually going to be better off for it. It's usually like, what if this happens? What if this happens? Right. So I see a lot of time traveling when somebody is experiencing anxiety. And I know that I do it myself sometimes. And so one of my techniques is, you know, all of these techniques that I'm going to give you guys will require a pause. And if you can't pause, it requires you to observe first, because the first step in changing anything is awareness. So if you can't, if you can't pause, then my invitation would be take a day and journal, just write down, like, how many times did you catch yourself outside of this moment? And then we can start to go, oh yeah, I'm doing that. I see that that's happening. Right. So when there's mental time traveling coming or going on, you want to just pause and come back into this moment. 
you just gave words to what I was experiencing this morning. That's fantastic. As I was sitting reflecting that it's been two years since I was diagnosed. And I said, the way to get through is to get to the here and now the like right here and now, like we cannot think when, when life turns upside down, you can't think of what life's going to look like in a year or six months or next week. It is literally just moment by moment and just be here. And I love that because then what you're doing is you're just not mental time traveling to the future, to all of these, it's not going to be productive no matter how you do it. Right. No, it really doesn't help. And I think that, uh, it's just, I personally didn't experience in my journey, like those aha moments where I was just like, don't time travel, Robin. And it just stopped. (laughs) You know, I'm going to say loving things to myself. And then like, you know what I mean? I I just had the the invitation. It it always presents itself. So I I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that you're going to be like, oh yeah, don't do that. Boom. Epiphany. I'm done. It'll happen. It's just showing up to it. And I think that I'm going to talk a lot about trust because it's a big component here. And sometimes we need someone to help us establish trust in ourselves, or our trust in a higher power or trust in others. And that's where I think seeking out a professional is helpful for that. That's something that I do with my clients. It's a big part of our work. But going into that trust that whatever happens in the future, you will get the tools to face that. Like Jessica, for you, I'm sure. And I've had, I had a pretty large health scare myself this year. If someone told me, Hey, this is going to be two years. I would, you know, you'd be like, no, I can't do that. (laughs) Impossible. Right. And not only have you done it, and I'm sure that there was challenges along the way. Right. And there was uncomfortable moments, but like you guys put this podcast out in these last two years and I screamed from the rooftops. I was telling someone yesterday, about you guys. Cause I'm like, why didn't I have this when my son was younger? Like you guys are impacting so much positivity. Robin, you're Thank the you. You, you know, these positive things can come too. We just can't see them until we're there. So, so a part of it is also trusting that like you will get the tools to go through whatever challenge that comes your way. But we, we really can't prep in advance for what's coming because there's a 50-50 shot, right? If we're being fair, it could go really bad. It also could work out really well. Mm-hmm. Usually don't go in the really well direction when we're time traveling. Completely. Let's take a break to talk about our new favorite non-alcoholic drink, Gia. You all probably know by now that I am a lover of mocktails. So when I found out about Gia, I was so excited. And because they're a sponsor of the show, we've got a great discount for you. Gia is a non-alcoholic aperitif made with only good ingredients. No sugar added, no fake flavor, not your traditional mocktail. It's a grown-up indulgence that tastes like summer on the rocks. That means it can be enjoyed by mothers-to-be or during your long overdue bubble bath when you're not in the mood for another glass of regular wine or the hangover the next day, or if drinking alcohol just isn't your thing. Oh, and there's no sugar added and it's vegan and gluten-free. Gia is here to change the way we think about drinking and socializing. It's inspired by Mediterranean aperitivo culture and is meant to be enjoyed as you wish on ice, spritzed, mixed, spiked, or straight. When I drink it, it takes me straight back to Italy, which I really need right now. It is responsibly sourced, made from only real plants, only good ingredients, no flavors in it, and it's 0.0% alcohol. They have what they call Le Spritz, 
which are ready to drink single serve cans of their signature formulas of Ghia soda or Ghia ginger, both absolutely delicious. They also have the aperitif, which is bright and bitter with hints of citrus and florals and is so good. Since Gio is designed for flavor, not function, they focus on using their ingredients in their purest form, and you can tell with each sip. Plus, their packaging uses either biodegradable or recyclable materials. I can't even begin to tell you how much I'm obsessed with them. Gia is available for purchase through www.drinkgia.com and at more than 500 stockists across the country. To find Gia near you, text the hotline 707-TXT-GHIA or visit our stockist map, drinkgia.com forward slash pages forward slash stockists. Gia is here for a good time and a long time. For 20% off your first sip, go to www.drinkgia.com and use code LIVING at checkout. Text the hotline 707-TXT-GHIA which is 707-898-4442 if you have any questions. Always a real human on the line to help out. You will love these. And it's just the self-care we love at the end of the day right now. Now let's get back to Robin. When I notice that I'm time traveling or I notice that I'm just going into somewhere that I shouldn't be mentally, I get in the shower. That's what I do. I get in the shower. I turn the water on. I will cry. I will just, it's like, it breaks it. It's almost like just, I have to have that shock of the water to be like, okay, get out of your head right now. And like, let's move forward. And so I like having just some sort of ritual that I know it's almost like putting my helmet on, like I feel, and then I can move forward. And sometimes it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're in your bed and it's dark and it's quiet, like you can't stop those thoughts in that moment. So when, if there is something physical you can do, I don't know, that's really helped me. That's when I have those scary thoughts. I'm in bed and it's dark. I'm like, what if this would happen? What if? Yeah. <laughs> and usually Haley, you know, you can track it too. Like you're not in the moment. Right. What ifs are always in the, they're always in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll, I'll give you guys two techniques. They're, they're thought stopping techniques because for some of us, like some of us legitimately have some obsessive thinking that goes on, especially when there's fear involved. So I'll give you guys two thought stopping techniques. And one is so hilarious, but I promise you somebody on this podcast will use it and they need to tell I'm us. So, excited. <laughs> so one is called the three second rule, which just goes, okay, I ha- I'm telling myself a story that's scary, or I'm in the future or, or I'm in a loop and you just go, Oh, there's that thought. I'm counting to three, one, two, three. I'm giving this thought three seconds, one, two, three. And every time, sometimes it comes back and the thought knocks on your door like 50 more times and you just go, oh, there's that thought again. Okay, I'm giving it three seconds. One, two, three. So again, we're putting the, the, a pause between the thought and you, because if we don't do that, then thoughts feel real. Totally. Right. Yeah. The other one that's everybody laughs at, but it's pull it out in, in like the worst of situations is saying the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Everybody, I had a therapist tell me at one time when I was like in some stuff in my life. And I literally was like, I think you're amazing, but that's like the dumbest advice. anyone <laughs> And then, you know, of course, like fast forward, I'm in this loop of whatever was going on. And I'm like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And you get through that. And again, it creates the pause. Yeah, that's so smart. 
That is, that reminds me, this is so random, but actually our account manager, our business manager told me this and he said he heard it randomly from somebody. And he said, if a child is ever having a moment of like frustration or anxiety and they're kind of throwing a tantrum or just really panicky, he said, see if you can get them to say a number or count. And I was like, what? And he was like, I swear it works for adults and for kids. And so the last few times Olivia or any of the kids have had a moment, I'll be like, Hey, how many fingers do you have? Or how many purple fingernails do you have? Mm -hmm. And kid you not every single time it stops that thought process for them. And it gets them thinking about numbers. I don't know if there's science to that, but anyways, it has been working. And so just like a a kid tidbit. And that sounds like adults can use it too. Yeah. So pledge of allegiance numbers and the one, two, three. Yeah. And And I think if we can just break those thoughts, I think Glennon Doyle said a quote, I was talking to Haley about this, but she said a quote that just stuck with me, which is, just because we want it to be over doesn't mean it's over. And so I think so much of what you're saying, Robin, is this like this resistance, like this this desire to be in this future and this resistance is probably causing us a lot more stress than the current stress that's even here. And breaking that thought pattern is such such a helpful tool and just not going to that future place, just being like, I am enough for my kid here and now I'm enough for myself here. And now there are going to be lessons in the future that I see from this period of time, even though I'm burnt out and I don't, it doesn't look like Pinterest and I'm not doing the activities or the class or the school or whatever it may be that I thought would be my life right now. It just isn't just being in here and now and just doing the next kind of choice. I love that. Yeah. If we could quantify anxious energy, it's big, right? So like if we have all of that energy and we transmute it to something that's purposeful in our life, we usually can do pretty big things, right? So sometimes it's good to burn that energy, go for a walk, exercise. But again, like where we put our energy grows. So if we put our energy into these, you know, time traveling futuristic problems, then we're growing more fear is really what's happening. Wow. But if we can go, Hey, you know, I'm going to put this energy towards anything else, organizing my sock drawer, taking a nap, what, you know, putting it into the next kind of choice, or we could take it into like, you guys have done such a beautiful job with this podcast. I put it into purpose-driven action. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know how I would have gotten through without doing doing something, putting my mind somewhere else. Like I, there is so much power to that of of not trying to change the circumstances that are in, but dreaming and doing something to use your brain in a different way and help and give back. And that that feels really good. And I think that can be on any level in any way. Checking in on friends checking in on people, right? Like just being of service to anyone else, I think is really, really helpful. And just being honest. I think we just need more honesty. When someone asks how you're doing, like it's okay to say not well, right? Like it is just, I'm not holding on very well right now. And you, I think you'd be surprised at how many people are there to really help and to listen. And sometimes you just need that person to listen. I love that. That's a a good reminder. And Robin, you'd be so proud of me, but I feel like I'm always proud of you. 
Oh, thanks. But I feel like lately when if people have asked me to do things or to add something to my calendar or what is what was the last thing? It was just, you know, starting a project with someone lately. I've just been like, oh my gosh, that just, that feels overwhelming right now to me. And so I just say, you know what? I would love to, but I really don't have capacity right now. And that that phrase has helped me so much. And I, I give you so much credit just to, just for kind of helping me check in with myself to be like, all right, what can I even do that? No, I, I don't have capacity right now. And so that's been my line lately. It's just, I really don't have capacity right now. And how do you feel when you're able to be honest and not overextend yourself? Oh my gosh, it feels so freeing. And then I have more time to do the things that I need to hear with the kids or meaningful living, but that's been my my saving grace lately. Yeah. Well, you bring up a really great technique as well, which is boundaries. And, you know, we can have boundaries with others, which is a great example of what you just shared. And also we have boundaries with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So like when we're not feeling like the parent, we want to be on paper, right? It's like, sometimes we are comparing ourselves to what a good parent looks like. And we can very easily open up our phone and see that on Instagram. So I think we want to check boundaries all over. Like what, I mean, as simple as it is, like, does it make you feel good or does it make you feel not good? (laughs) Right. So sometimes we get caught up in watching the news and people that, that can scare people. Like that might not be the next kind of choice. So it's like boundary around news, boundaries around social media. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this on a podcast, but it's true. Like when quarantine hit and my son was home and my business blew up, I love the mute option on Instagram. And I had to mute some people that are lovely who were like at home doing crafts with their kids because (laughs) they had all this time. And I was like, I can't look at that. Bless them. And I'm so happy they're doing it. But like, it's making me feel bad about myself. So I muted a whole bunch of lovely people. (laughs) Because it was for my own emotional well-being, right? So the boundaries are like around yourself and who you're comparing yourself to and what information you're allowing in that might be creating more fear Mm -hmm. or more comparison. Yep. Can I give one more? Yes. Yes. So this is another big one, but I I really feel intuitively like I want to share this. So Again, the way we speak to ourselves and the story we tell ourselves fuels the anxiety. So I encourage everybody listening to this to find a picture of themselves as a child. Because what I see when I'm working with people is, I mean, we are all carrying the energy of parts of us. And so we all have the energy of an inner child. And it's for the for most of us where we first experienced powerlessness, right? So the, if, if we didn't learn how to manage that feeling, it, it can feel like instead of help me walk through it, let me get away from it, right? So mm-hmm. what will happen is I'll have clients come and they'll be like, I'm freaking out. I have anxiety of all the stuff and I'll go, okay, what's going on? And they're like, well, I, I mean, I, I suck as a mom. I have no friends and I, I don't even know why I started this project, right? And I always say to them, imagine yourself as a five-year-old because that's the part of us that's going, oh my gosh, help me. I don't know what to do here. I'm overwhelmed. I don't feel good about myself, whatever the feeling is. And the way we speak to that part of us is absolutely 
like kind of dictates how much we suffer around that experience. I know for myself, I would oftentimes kind of sit my child down who's going, help, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And I would be like, well, you're effed and no, and everybody's going to laugh at you and you're going to be terrible and everybody's going to figure you out. So you can imagine, especially all of us that are parents, like if, if that's the feedback we got, gave our child, the child would probably freak out, be worse off, right? Mm-hmm. So a really big important piece of this is understanding how we're speaking to ourselves, how we're speaking to the scared part of us and really shifting that language. Like put the picture of yourself when you're five up and would you get, would you say, oh my gosh, you're never going to be able to handle this. Oh, and on top of it, no one's going to ever like you. And you know, these horrible things that we say to ourselves, it's a helpful tool. Sometimes people will put a picture of themselves as a little child or as a child on their screensaver on their phone, but just to integrate that part back into your life, because we're, we're, I'm sure everybody's on here so that they can be a better parent, but the truth is we're also parenting that part of us too. Totally. And I think it's a big, because what we say to that part of us definitely increases the anxiety and suffering that we have when we're in a challenge. Gosh, I love that reminder. I think we all need that daily. I'm going to put my picture up in the mirror as I'm getting ready. Just a little picture right there. Little Haley. Mm -hmm. Well, Robin, you are the best. And these tips that you've given, I just feel like are just so practical, not just for now, but in life in general. And I think so many of the tips that were given of just like getting into a bath or going to a spa day or just any of those things are just out of touch with how we're really feeling right now. And all these strategies feel to me, at least that they really get to the root to make us actually feel better in any uncertain time. And I'm just so appreciative of you always. And thank you. Thank you. I'm thank you guys for having me back. I mean, you know that I just support you and I'm a number one fan of meaningful living than both of you. And thank you for that feedback because I know that sometimes we can give like generalized answers back and it doesn't really feel super practical in the moment. So I know these aren't like deep breathing or massages or nails, but (laughs) the way we think and the way we respond to our thoughts is a big deal. Well, thank you. You're always so practical. And I love that among many things about you. And then just before we go, maybe let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So I have a website, robinbreckenridge.com. I'm on Instagram. It's at coach with Robin. And on my Instagram, I try to do at least something on my stories every day where I'm just giving encouraging content so that, you know, my, my whole mission is just to inspire and help and lift as many people as I can. So I try to do that through my social media platform. And then if anybody's interested in booking a session or working one-on-one, they can go to my website and schedule a consult there. Thank you, Robin. If you're having a hard time, call her. She's really the best. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It'll be the best thing you do in your life ever. (laughs) Thanks, Robin. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. 
And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.